Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like doing laundry, unnecessary evil. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about personal development being a personal process, meaning that regardless of all of the information gathering you do, the therapists you speak to, uh, their friends and family, people that you get any kind of feedback from, it is ultimately your responsibility to develop as a person. So I want to talk about that and talk about kind of the, the, the general aspect of that, like what it, what it takes for you to, or what do you have to consider really when you're doing your own personal development and how to avoid kind of a, a fake sense of, of, of growth and pseudo development as it were. So let's do the thing. So I'm going to start off this episode with saying that your mileage may vary with this advice (laughs) because for me, I'm very much a internal logical thinker. I like to gather information. I'm pretty good at research and I'm pretty good at formulating patterns and seeing how things kind of formulate and come together. So for the most part, I'm speaking to people who are similar to me in that sense. And if you are someone who, I don't know, you you don't consider yourself to be the the best at doing that sort of thing, you may need the assistance of someone to help you with that. Hire uh, an assistant or a researcher or someone or a therapist or someone that can help you to gather all that information and, you know, uh, come to these breakthroughs through the assistance of other people. There's certainly no problem with that. And just the same as for me, I I like to gather information and come up with assessments on my own. But then I also like to, you know, challenge those assessments by asking questions, but then also going out into the real world and finding other examples and, and seeing if there are ways that I can improve my understanding of what it is that I'm going through. So one of the big things I want to talk about in terms of avoiding this sense of pseudo growth is falling into a trap or a habit of just learning the lingo of personal development. Um, I think this falls into the trap more so of like woo-woo types, you know, spiritual types, but you can also do this with scientific terminology and rhetoric as well. Um, That's why I'm careful to talk too much about Myers-Briggs stuff. I do bring it up when I can and when I feel like it's relevant, and I'm starting to learn through it in a way that I'm trying to learn the patterns and the way to see the world beyond it. Because I, I, you get into a habit where, or at least I got into a habit where I started to see personal development, uh, uh, the, or rather those personality types in everyone. And what I want to avoid and what I really am trying to implore you, implore you to avoid is, is living in generalities. Living in generalities for yourself or for your others. Meaning that if you you know, figure out like a diagnosis for yourself or figure out some, something that describes you such as like your astrology sign or your Myers-Briggs type or, um, it's some sort of like religious connection or some sort of anything in your life that you are making sure that even though you're living within that identity, that you're considering your life outside of that identity. 
that you're not just that thing, that you are something, you're an individual, and you consider, you continue to approach life as an individual, a person who has their own unique experiences, their own unique story to tell, and their, their own unique information to gather and to ultimately share with the world, uh, if that's your goal. So taking time to develop yourself on your terms is important. And that could be through something like Myers-Briggs, that could be through spirituality, that could be through therapy, that could be through scientific means. It could be through just having conversations with people uh, and, you know, whatever, whatever means necessary to learn more about who you are and what you do. Some people thrive better by just experiencing things and like literally going out and trying different things and seeing what works. And, you know, I, I certainly encourage that as well. If that fits your style for me, I'm more of a researcher. I like to ask myself questions, pick topics and go down the rabbit hole. So right now, lately I've been exploring, um, my kind of these different pillars and these these different um, aspects of my personality and my personal growth when it comes to my mental health. So right now, the things that I'm considering are the general idea that I'm an introvert and how that has an effect on me. Um, my INTP personality type when it comes to Myers-Briggs, my complex PTSD that I feel like I'm dealing with, but I have not a, ha, don't have an official diagnosis with, so I'm very careful with that. Um, because of my, not only like my parents when I was younger, but previous relationships and um, basically not standing up for myself in a lot of situations where I should have. And um, what other elements? Uh, so my cyclothymia, which is my low-grade bipolar disorder, my mood disorder. And um, lately I've been adding ADHD into the mix to try to figure out how that fits into the puzzle of everything that's going on. Because there's a lot of uh, characteristics of ADHD that fit within me as a person as well. But also, you know, there's overlaps between cyclothymia and uh, other mood disorders, um, as well as the characteristics that go into INTP as a personality type. So, you know, that stuff has been really fascinating to try to extract all of the little pieces that are individual to those things. And to maybe end up finding the core solution or solutions to, you know, taking a, a, a going down the right path. Because if I don't fully understand, particularly when it comes to complex PTSD, ADHD, or uh, cyclothymia, I want to know as much as I can, as much as I can understand about it before I go to a doctor so that I can give them as much information that I can and be as accurate as I feel that I can without tainting the results so that I can, if I, if I go into a situation where I want to be properly medicated, I can, you know, basically try to get the best result that I can on the first try. Uh, I'm very scared personally of trying medication because of my depressive swings and I don't trust myself to be able to be okay in that circumstance. So um, it's a very scary prospect for me to try medication. So I'm taking the time that I can to get it right. And I also personally can't afford a doctor right now. So that's making it very difficult. And I'm still doing what I can with the resources that I have to 
uh, continue to develop myself and learn things. But I'm also bouncing ideas and bouncing thoughts off of Molly, who is super supportive of me, and you know some other people in my life that are very supportive of who I am. They might not understand all the little details of the personal development that I go through, but again, that is why you know, personal development is your personal responsibility because you're the only one that's going to know every little detail about who you are and really care the most about who you are and what it is that you're going to, you're you're striving for. Um, You know, families and friends, they do care, but they're not going to care to the level that you can or really you should. Uh, So it is important to continue to take personal responsibility for your growth and to think about all of the little topics that come up as you 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 are going down this growth path. You know, for me part of what I really enjoy about the research aspect is gathering nuggets of new information so that I can kind of investigate further and continue to explore and see what other details come up for me. I kind of latch on to particular things that might be interesting. You know, today I did some research again like I was talking about on ADHD and cyclothymia, and then I looked up ADHD and INTP to see what, you know, characteristics kind of uh, uh, create a Venn diagram for those things. And, um, you know, INTPs in in general are interesting to consider as ADHD candidates because of the way that we approach the world. You know, we're, we're not very seemingly organized on the outside. You know, we don't present ourselves in a way that appears to be very put together, but in our heads we're pretty, pretty solid and put together, because um, we have kind of our own inner world going on, and it's hard to convey that to the outside world. And then there are other other aspects to consider with my personal development, and my journey lately is that when it comes to ADHD in particular, it is you have to consider like the school system and the social environment and the perceptions of ADHD um, and, and what is considered ADHD in relation to those things. Because, you know, the DSM here in the States is very different from that in Europe. And some people, uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm a little bit ignorant to this, but as far as I understand, the DSM is different between the two countries or the, continent and country and you know it, it comes down like kind of cultural understanding and cultural expectations as well you know um, typically you'll find that introverts will fall more likely into the ADD aspect which is a little bit quieter and a little bit more on uh, focused on you know inattention whereas ADHD is typically more associated with hyperactivity, which is kind of more of an extrovert thing. So kids who are just kind of like have more energy could be misinterpreted as having ADHD. And these things are also like consistently being worked out uh, right now. And it's publicly known that there's not a lot of research between cyclothymia and ADHD to figure out if they are you know, what the differences are, what the clear differences are, because there's very thin overlaps between the two. Um, One thing that really sticks out to me about the ADHD stuff with my personal development is like all the fidgeting. Um, I am shaking my leg all the time. I'm totally fidgeting. And I find that I kind of go into a depressive spiral and freak out when um, things are quiet. I kind of need like more than one thing going on at the same time. 
right now I'm like talking, so I'm pretty focused. Um, and I can have a, a hyper focus sometimes, especially when I'm doing like, when I've done like, um, uh, when I, when I've done programming work in my past or video editing or something that involves uh, an intense amount of focus. And I really love what I'm doing. I could totally do it, but the second I'm disrupted, it's, it's kind of game over. <laughs> so that's why I've had a hard time in, in work situations and stuff, but I'm still, I'm still learning. So I'm not saying that I have ADHD, but it's something that is a part of my journey. And so I'm just kind of making a lot of notes and looking for patterns and doing everything that I can to, you know, not necessarily come to conclusions, but when I am ready to go to a therapist or to a doctor to to get some legit tests taken, I can have a better understanding of, of kind of what to share and what to say and not necessarily come to conclusions on my own, but more so just like weed out all of the obvious things that aren't necessarily working. So um, the important part is to try to find ways to translate what it is that you're learning into the way that you learn stuff. So if you're learn, if you're more of a researcher, you know you're gonna try to get better at googling and and writing notes and and figuring out, um, you know what things you want to tackle and accomplish. Uh, and some people are a little bit better at, you know, wanting to get video content and have someone speak to them, or they need or they need to talk to a therapist because they have zero idea how to where to even start. And point is, there is no shame in uh, in finding the way that works for you when you're trying to approach personal development. Because you're going to have some difficult times. You're going to have some hard times finding certain pieces of information. And you may need to kind of jump from one type of development to another. You may need to jump from, you know, in my case, Myers-Briggs to, you know, Psychology Today to some YouTube videos, things like that. You know, whatever it is that is going to help you get the information that you need, uh, certainly bounce around and see what it is that can work for you. And ask questions of people and, and be sure that you're questioning yourself and seeing if you're doing what you can to remain, to keep a sense of objectivity when you can. Um, but, you know, there's really no shame in making sure that you're considering all of the unique aspects of you as an individual. Because the the part that can be a little bit tricky and scary is that when you start reading about this stuff and you start to feel like you're pinpointed that 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 this description of something has got you nailed down that you may accidentally shift your understanding or make loose correlations between your personality or your past to the description because different articles and different people on YouTube or different teachers are going to explain things in different ways. So it could be not necessarily just the information that's being explained to you, but it could be actually the way that someone speaks that is resonating with you. So that's why I say to like question everything and look for multiple sources, 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 and find a way to make sure that you're you're just double checking everything and that you're not just taking one correlation and making an assumption that that is the thing. Um, keep your mind open as best as you can and, you know, continue to ask questions and ask yourself if, you know, if this actually feels right for you, if you're more of a type that can kind of intuit or feel things, um, you know, if this feels right for you and take some time to think about it, you know, or 
depending on what feels like your natural driver. If you need to talk to someone about it, if you need to go out into the wilderness and think for a while, um, or if you need to read a book that kind of takes your mind off of it so that you can coalesce what's going on, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different things. But the most important part, and I think I've said this about six times, the word, the most important part, <laughs> the phrase, but, um, is to, you know, consider your personal unique aspects of everything that even though that you're, you're hearing or seeing this description that accurately describes you, the writer of the article, the person who's doing the YouTube video or whatever, they don't know you. And that's the reason that you go to a therapist so that you can learn specifics about what is going on with you as an individual based on your personal past, your personal present, you know, the people that you're surrounded by, your support system, your job, finding out things that could be causing you stress or triggering things that you might not be aware of that, you know, the therapist will have a, a solid sense of, of, of where to guide you, you know, how to guide you. Um, so that's the important part of, you know, why I feel going to a therapist is important or getting a coach or, or someone that can help you to navigate some of the research aspects of things so that you can tailor it to your specific needs. Because sometimes that can be the hard part is making sure that you're taking all of this information that you're gathering from all these, these sources and really deducing, you know, the, the frequency of what's happening in your past or happening in your present. And, you know, making as many of those um, those connections as you can. And sometimes it's hard to recall the past too, you know, especially if you're doing it on your own. Sometimes it's hard to to look at a past situation and see it for what it actually was. You know, we tend to remember the best version of something or we tend to remember a reductive version of a situation that happened in our past. So we would be more likely to make those connections because of that reason. So a therapist helps in that sense too, because then they can ask questions that maybe you might not think to ask yourself and be able to drill down into some, some real stuff and learn a little bit more about, you know, your natural inclinations to things. Even when I talk about like Myers-Briggs stuff and you're doing Myers-Briggs explorations, it is not about learning your personality type so that you can be pigeonholed into that type. It's not saying, it's never saying that this is who you are as a person and this is who you will always be. It is certainly more of a generic framework to understand the direction that your brain goes or is going to help you identi identify you know, what part of your maturity level and your growth that you're in and allow you to continue to explore it and give you some sense of direction. Understanding that I am an ITP has really helped me feel like I'm not crazy, <laughs> that there are other people out there that are like me or similar to me, and that a lot of these issues that I'm dealing with when it comes to my mood disorder and ADHD are some functions of what's going on in my brain in relation to my upbringing and the people that I've been surrounded with. You know, INTPs don't get the best social flack, you know. We are not social butterflies. We don't fit in really easily to social situations. So over time, we have to kind of cultivate our own uh, scenarios. And some of the books that I've read about INTPs in particular, my favorite being the INTP Quest 
uh, by Alan something, I don't remember his name, but it's a really good book if you're an ITP. And he he talks about all of the specific specific journeys that uh, and thought processes that go into being an INTP. And he talks about different social statuses and social uh, uh, levels of education as well. And it kind of brought you know a saddening light to me is that I I was raised in the Philadelphia school system, which was not the best when I was growing up. It probably still isn't. I I don't feel like I was nurtured. Uh, as well as I would uh, have liked to. I think a lot of INTPs who have access to utilizing their brain to the best capacity and not having to navigate social structures as much or or is taught at a young age, rather, to navigate social stru- structures in a way that suits them, that they have a greater opportunity for success going forward. And I feel like, personally, I've had to kind of go through back channels to figure out certain ways of being that haven't fit very naturally to who I am as a person. So, you know, those have been some kind of sad realizations. It doesn't mean I can't continue to grow and develop as a person, but it's certainly given me some perspective based on my personality type uh, about where I am in my maturity level and where I can go and what I can learn or how I can supplement uh, or rather you know improve from when my my previous from what my previous situation was from what my upbringing was and you know not worry about that past I mean I can't change that I am who I am and just continue to find ways to grow I honestly feel like I would have done a lot better in school if I had access to YouTube and and you know greater access to self-learning because that's the way that I learn. And now that I'm an adult, I can do that. And part of this podcast is sharing that I do that as my ability to grow and learn. And there is certainly nothing wrong with with you doing the same, regardless of your personality type. But it also, you know, learning your personality type can help you deduce or deduce uh, how you will best learn and how you can approach your personal development journey. So... I hope that was helpful to you. And again, I want to reiterate that, you know, personal development is about you. And even if someone gives you all of the information that you feel that you need, you still need to process that in a way that makes sense to you and will allow you to continue to grow as a person. So I hope that was helpful. Um, and let me know if you guys got anything out of this and where you are at your in your personality journey. If you know what your Myers-Briggs personality type is, and you're not sure how to learn and grow, um, send me a message. I, I do some one-on-one Myers-Briggs trainings, just very basic stuff to kind of give you some direction as to where to go and how to learn. So you can absolutely send me a voice message if you're cur- curious about that, or if you just have any comments about the episode. Um, we've gotten a few call-ins lately, so I really appreciate you guys calling in and let me know that you enjoy the show. It really, really continues to make me feel like I'm doing the right thing here. And I'm in, I'm enjoying doing this. I'm recording these episodes once a day, and I'm about a week in advance right now, and it feels really nice. I I love doing this. I want to keep doing it, and that is my goal in the future: is to just continue to make these episodes and hopefully help as many people as I can. So, uh, with all that said, I wanted to remind you guys that the podcast course is still available at cnote.thinkific.com. So, if you want to learn anything about 
any and everything about starting a podcast. This podcast goes all the way from conception to execution and talks about how you can think about your why, your goals, your mission, your sponsors, um, getting guests on your show, marketing, branding, thinking of a name for the show, things like that. There's going to be a couple of interviews for the podcast as well, podcast course. And it is also a personal development tool. So if it is it is something that will help you to think about some of your insecurities and ask some of those questions to yourself to become more comfortable using less ums and ahs or not really worrying so much about ums and ahs and doing the research to formulate you know the way that you prefer to speak uh, you know some people want to do a more produced show and i am a little bit more off the cuff some people would prefer one way or the other and it's really about identifying that and again about personal development it is about identifying what works for you as a person and being able to move forward with that information so cnote.thinkific.com check out the podcast course and that is it for today i hope you guys learned something let me know if you have any questions comments queries hit me up on anchor with a voice message or at rival my design on all of my social channels and with that i bid you all adieu have a good evening good day good week weekend a good life just enjoy everything do the best you can so love you guys take care of yourselves and each other catch you on the flip side god i need like an outro like a like a thing like a motto or something see you on the flippity flip blah da da blah. all right bye Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later.